Hey y'all, it's Lauren. And it's Emma. And we're back with another episode of Community. Emma. It's been, it's been a minute, Lauren. It's been a minute. It's been about uh, about six weeks. It has been. We are definitely trying to embrace that we are not machines and we are people. We need some time to regenerate here and there. We're back. We're here. We're fully vaxxed and trying to figure out how to be social again and all the things. Oh, my God. That's a process. Um, so what has been going on with you? Uh, you know, a little bit of everything, a little bit of nothing. Um, no. Um, so fully <laughs> vaxxed, you know, it took a couple of, it was like basically like a five week process pretty much of just like being half vaxxed and then getting the second vax and then recovering from that. And so that was a feat in itself that I'm really glad I was able to get through. Um, feels good to be able to see people. I've been seeing people in person, which is like crazy. Um, I'm excited to be seeing people in person again, uh, but learning how to be social again is, has been, um, a journey and yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of weird to be honest. Um, but it's good. And universe is turning flips right now. Um, <laughs> Gemini season moon is in Gemini. Mercury retrograde is in Gemini. So we're just flip flopping all around. Gemini is a weird, Gemini is a weird one. It's, it really is like the two sides flip flop. It's such a strange yeah. sign to me, but we, we love are. y'all Gemini's. We do. Sometimes you're confusing. <laughs> yeah. And you know that because you confuse yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you? How have you been? Um, Pretty good. I would say very similar to you readjusting to like being back in things. It's definitely like, it's been really nice to be able to be inside with people or be near people and not be worried um, all the time. And so it, I feel just so much more content when I'm with people. Like I just, even when I was with certain people where we'd figure out, you know, what was your exposure or this or, your you know, there was still some level of like being uncomfortable because you were just like weren't and at least that's how it was for me. And it's like, I really have come to the place where I'm like, for now, this is as good as it's going to get. Like I need to just take advantage of the fact that I got this vaccination. I know it's going to last for at least six months. I know the people around me are vaccinated. Like, let me just be content and happy and enjoy this. And like, figure out what's next next like do I need a booster do we like what who knows I'm like I'm not even gonna go there yet but yep. I really want to enjoy this time so that's been lovely I said that I was going to trust science and trust what scientists said and trust what you know the people said was safe and not safe and all this stuff and the scientists are saying if I have x y and z vaccine people around me have x y and z vaccine taking the precautions and it should be okay. So I'm, I'm just trying to live in the moment and cause I know the moment is all we have. So. All right. So this week, month, this June, <laughs> we're here to talk about the New York city elections specifically going to jump into the mayoral race, but there are a lot of different elections. So I'm gonna do like a super quick rundown on what, like some context for this, and then we'll jump in. So, that sounds good. okay, perfect. So the first thing is that like, we have mad things up for election. We got the mayor up for election. This is just some of them. The mayor, the comptroller, the public advocate, almost our entire city council, the Manhattan district attorney, um, and, and more. Uh, borough presidents, things like that. So, like, theoretically, we there could be an entire turnover of, like, the, a lot of the government um, positions. So it is a really big year for New York City elections. The reason we're talking about it in June is because the Democratic primary is on June 22nd. You can early vote. Um, so that's that's the last day you can vote is June 22nd. Um, in person. And uh, because New York City is majority Democrat, 
unless there is some crazy unforeseen circumstance, the person who wins the primary, the Democratic primary, is probably going to be the mayor. So really, our election for mayor is happening this month, not in the fall. Um, so I say that to say, you know, I was looking and kind of prep for this. I was looking at, like, what's the voting rate? Like, how many people actually vote in these races? And it is dismal, people. What's, the, what's the percentage, actually? Okay, I don't know the so percentage. So first of all, in 2016... So in 2016, we had about 8.5 million people in New York City. Um, And in the 2016, was it 2016 election or did we vote in 2017? I think we voted in 2017 because we're voting in 2021. In 2017, which was when de Blasio was reelected, only 726,000 people voted for de Blasio. Oh, wow. Out of 8 million? Yeah, in the general election. So it's possible that a lot of people kind of already figured he was going to win because, you know, whatever. But, you know, that's really, really, really small. That's actually 8.5% of people in New York. So that's the percentage of people that voted for the person who was mayor for four years. 8.5%. That's it. So then I was like, okay, well, that was a re-election. So let me, like, you know, like, so let me go back and look. And in his first election in 20, then I guess it was 13, only 700 people voted. Oh, wow. So, that, so that's basically like on par. Yeah. Like that's just like the, the yeah. average percentage. Yeah. yeah. So this is, I think I just say that as a reminder for all of us that like, you know, theoretically, if way more people voted, the, we could really change the way things go. Like we're actually dealing with like a very small electorate of people choosing the mayor of New York city at the end of the day. So hopefully we'll see better numbers in general. Cause I'm just all for like more participation. Like, you know, obviously it should like be a federal holiday or a state holiday or a city holiday. And it should, they should make it as easy as possible, but we know what the trends look like in this country right now. So that's just like a little bit of context for what's going on. So it's a really big um, year for voting. Um, I think it's, it's a little challenging because everybody is just exhausted. I think from the past year and a half, like the idea of having to like rev up and like get into elections is a lot for a lot of people. Totally get that. Um, but we'll post some links for sure of like how to early vote and things like that. Cause you can vote. There's a lot of, um, opportunities and hopefully one of them works for you future voter. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to say, um, when you frame it that way about, well, a couple of ways, a couple of things, one about how, um, cause obviously I always knew that, you know, the, the mayor of New York city is more than likely always going to be democratic or whatever, but I never thought about it the way you framed it of like, so yeah, basically whoever wins this primary is probably going to be it. So you're basically voting like right now. I've never really thought about it that way, even though like we know that, but just to like to verbalize it, that's something that stuck out to me. And from a perspective of a person who like, I'm not a native New Yorker, been here for uh, almost seven years now, but obviously, you know, I'm not native. One thing that sticks out to me about any New York City races, um, policies, anything, is that most of the time New York City is setting the precedent for a lot of other areas. So like whoever we are electing, um, you know, whatever positions that they're standing on, plans that they have, vision that they have, more oftentimes than not, um, in some form or fashion, whether it's like immediately or down the line, New York City is going to be setting the precedent for a lot of um, other places in the country. So I'm looking at like, okay, yes, we're, we're, you know, elected for the city and, you know, we have to rebuild and, and regroup and, you know, have a renaissance or whatever. But, you know, all eyes are kind of on us because that's what history has told us. So yeah, just interesting. I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's true, too, on, like, the federal level, that New York is such a platform for people to make the move to to federal positions. And if you think about all the different New Yorkers, both ones that I would support and others where I'm, like, I mean, the, the obvious example is, like, a Rudy Giuliani oh, or like, even a Donald <laughs> Trump, who Donald Trump didn't have any elected position, but was definitely, like, on a, you know, whatever. 
point being, like a lot of people in New York, it's such a platform that they end up in these other positions. And so also thinking about like, who, you know, who do, who would we want to send on to things? Cause it just does give them a platform. It is what it is, whether it's good or bad, it's a platform. So yeah. I think that's important too. So do you want to start and talk about, it's like, oh my gosh, where to even begin with this mayoral race? I, I do love that we have a lot of candidates in general for races. Cause I think it's better, but it's also really confusing because there's so like, yeah. I know it's narrowed at this point, but like if this started, there were so many people. I was like, I need this to consolidate. Like, I can't track all of these candidates. It was crazy. It was like really crazy. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I'm very much like, I'm sure people, some people listening to me like, girl, what are you talking about? But I'm just very much like, I'm serious. Everybody's serious about the mayoral race, right? But I just feel like, whoever comes in here, like you need to be serious about what's going on. You need to understand that there are a lot of people in this city who are not in a good place, like who weren't in a good place before the pandemic and who are like really not in a good place right now. And not even just the marginalized groups that were, you know, already in those, um, in those not so great situations, but thinking about like the essential workers of this city who basically got left out, hung, hung out to dry. Um, a lot of the small business owners in this city who got left hung out to dry. Um, a lot of the, you know, I already said essential workers, but really just like the, um, the, the serving, like the, the like service the, industries, service industry. Of. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like the service industry folks, they got screwed. You know, I personally know a lot of people who were like, freelance this or that who didn't even qualify for benefits and yet what they do keeps the world moving um so just thinking about especially here in the city it's it's a gig economy a lot of it is a gig economy here and a lot of those folks got straight up screwed and so when thinking about that i'm like okay whoever comes in here like i am expecting them to have those people in mind and i need to see that your platform has those people in mind and i need to see that you have a plan and that you care and your background needs to tell me or prove to me that you have those people in mind and those groups in mind so anyway i'm just kind of rambling before we even started in but just kind of sharing the lens in which i'm looking at this race in like there are a lot of different issues but really my whole thing is like i know a lot of people out here you know oh i want to run for mayor and stuff but like no really like people are out here trying to make it right now and I need you to come in here and act like you got some sense <laughs> and like help these people <laughs> you know so with that lens in mind who is on your radar okay so I'll say with these things in mind I'm not endorsing anybody this is not an endorsement no, but just, we're like thinking we're talking yes. through how we're feeling today yes. I mean things seem to come out every week so who even knows by the time we vote what will be and you know out, it's gonna but... get worse you know it's yeah. the closer we get to the 22nd yeah. it's gonna get a lot of scandals people just holding on to scandals I'm sure ready to just like whatever but as it stands right now so Maya Wiley is standing out to me right now um, based on a lot of just kind of what I just what I just talked through or talked about of like, you know, I need to believe that the person coming in here understands what it's like to be a person, you know, who falls into a group of folks um, who are, have historically got the short end of the stick, right? I need to know that the person coming in here um, has the I don't know, historical knowledge of what's been happening in this city um, and beyond, um, whatever. I'm kind of rambling again, but mm-hmm. Maya Wally's standing out to me right now because um, she was, a, she is slash was um, a civil rights activist. Um, she's a lawyer. Um, she has really great, a really great track record as far as I'm concerned. And a lot of the, po- a lot of the folks who have endorsed her, um, I rock with heavy. So like Jermaine Williams, AOC. Um, so Right now, she is kind of my person that, to be honest with you, when 20, 28 people were in the running, you know, a few months ago, I, I was like, oh, okay, she seems like I could be interested in her. But I really didn't know much about her. Um, and I had other people who were on my radar. But now, given the lens in which I'm looking through for this election, um, she's kind of one of my front runners. 
Um, as it stands right now, again, I'm not endorsing mm-hmm. anybody. I'm not going to run you down her. I'm not going to run down her stances or anything like that or her plans because I really want to encourage. I don't. I really want to encourage everybody who is voting in this um, election to do their own research. So yeah. I am purposely like not going into detail because I think it's really important that we don't just hang on the words of what other people are saying. But I do feel like um, she has my interest. Um, I need to read more about Catherine Garcia, but um, things that I've been hearing and, and you know, that I've read a couple stories and, and um, articles I've read in the past couple of weeks have got me interested in Catherine Garcia, too, as I'm looking through the lens in which I just talked through. Um, mm-hmm. I will not comment on certain other certain candidates, but uh, where I'm at with them, because I don't I just feel like I don't have anything constructive to say, so I won't comment. But I will say that. Um, Catherine and Maya are kind of like my top two right now, but apparently I need to have more than that. Yeah, <laughs> we should talk about ranked choice. Well, right. so ranked choice voting, we should talk about a little bit at least because it's new. So, or you can vote for five people in order of how much you. Maya was your first. That would be your first bubble, and then you know Catherine could be number two, and um, I, I don't know. Um, Paperboy the Prince. Paperboy Prince can be (laughs) number three, whoever you want. Um, And so the way that it works generally is like, okay, so they're going to go in, they'll take everybody's first choice and count it toward them. So if I vote for Maya first, my first vote goes to Maya in the first round of like counting. Then they're going to eliminate whoever is at the bottom. So if, you know, um, it's like I feel bad even like putting someone in this theoretical bottom because I don't want to like accidentally influence right. but let's say Lauren rant, Lauren the least amount of votes they're like okay so Lauren's out I'm not the mayor so they, they're gonna go back and look at everyone take the ballots for everyone who voted for Lauren as their first choice and then go to their second choice but this only happens if nobody gets 50% if you know, Emma gets 50% of the vote in the first round. That's it. They're not going to go back and, like, keep voting. They're going to be like, okay, she won the primary. Like, let's move on. But if I get 48 or Emma gets 32 or whatever, they're going to go back the ballots of the person they eliminated and take their second choice and then distribute that out to whoever their second choices were and then see did somebody get 50%. Nobody got 50%. They eliminate the next person at the bottom and they take all of their votes and they redistribute those. But let's say that you voted for Lauren in the first round and and Lauren got knocked out. Now they go and they take your second choice and they apply that. Let's say the person you picked is your second choice. They get knocked out. Now they're going to your third choice. So it's it's hard to know how far down your ballot they're going to go because we don't actually know how close it's going to be, who might get 50%. And something I learned in this is that we have really not great polling for the mayor of New York City, which is like a weird thing given how much what an industry the polling industry is. And I'm like, can somebody get on this? Because like, I would like some better polling on this. They got anyway, they they have the resources to do better polling, have a better polling like, industry. It's, it. it's not a good polling industry on purpose. But let's yeah, not go sure. down that road. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no. So we'll we'll post like a video and stuff so you can like some people are visual learners, et cetera. So we'll put up a couple of resources. Um, Here's my question. Do there. you know? Maybe you know, because I don't know. So one of the things is that they thought that because people would need to be ranked as like a preference, their goal would be to be like number one preference for as many people as they could. And so they would be more likely to have to campaign in a lot of different places versus like specifically targeting certain areas or groups or interests, et cetera. Um, so that it actually would engage the city more and that it would force candidates to really almost like be a mayor for everybody, right? Like mm. they couldn't just be like making promises to a couple of groups or whatever. I'm not sure that that actually has come to fruition. I think we'll kind of see afterward, but that was definitely one of the things. And then it's a little bit more like participatory too, that like, you know, I get to even if my first place candidate doesn't win, like maybe my second place person mm. could win because, you know, so I think those were at least some of the the things behind it. Um, 
but I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if it actually does the things it was supposed to, because to be honest, it feels, it doesn't feel more confusing to do per se, but it feels really confusing to know how to vote. Like one of the challenges Mm -hmm. I'm having is like, I know who I want, I think as my first choice person, but I'm worried that if I don't vote for my second choice person as my first choice, that people who I don't want are going to end up getting it because I can't tell how other people are voting Oh, <laughs> in a way that is like different. Maybe when you do, um, when you just vote for one person, cause like, it's probably a lot easier to figure out odds on someone winning in polling. If you're just like, who are you voting for? And someone's yeah. like this person versus like, yeah. how are you ranking all of these candidates? Like, I don't, I don't know how you do the math on all that. But that's like the big thing I'm struggling with now is I'm like, well, I like I personally would like to put Maya as my top person. I think I will as of today. Oh um, my god! Just so y'all know, we did not discuss this no. We actually before. Didn't. I didn't we know. didn't. We literally yeah. were like, oh, we haven't discussed anything. We'll just talk about it on the pod. I love that. Yeah. That's great. I will say I was going between Maya and Diane, um, mm. but but with some of the stuff that's happened with Diane's campaign recently, for me, it it just kind of changed the the way I was. Again, it doesn't mean I don't agree with you know her policies and the things that she wanted to do. I just. Um, Management is important to me, particularly when it comes to um, the government and government function. Um, so that just doesn't work for me. But I, I, you know, I understand why people would would still support kind of what she stands for. Um, and then, but then, you know, there's a lot of talk of like it's really close between Andrew Yang and Eric Adams oh, and Catherine girl. Garcia. And then they're also mentioning Maya Wiley. Personally, I do not want Andrew Yang Girl. or Eric Adams as my mayor. So I can't even hear Andrew ca- Yang. I know. I'm sorry. I, we have to have a sidebar conversation. I can't, it. Talk about, I can't talk about that on the pod, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'll talk about it on the pod. Um, <laughs> but. So there's part of me that's like, well, if I put Maya first and Catherine, and there's a lot of people that is she not going to get it? But then like Andrew Mm. Yang gets 51%. And that, you know what I mean? Like, that's my concern. And part of it is like, I just, I know there are a lot of progressive people in terms of like that, that agree with Maya's campaign, but I don't know how many there really are. Like it's, you know, versus how many people there are who are actually a lot more moderate and are like not about defunding the police and not about these things. And that like, am I miscalculating by thinking because I know a lot of people that support, that might support Maya thinking that that's like across the board in the city. And then Mm -hmm. the next thing I know, I'm going to end, we're going to end up with someone for mayor that I'm like, wow, I really don't agree with you. Like, you're not even like moderate the way that like I can, you know, and I'm like, that's four years. So that's where, that's where I'm getting a little bit like tripped up. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't think there's like a good way to figure it out. I just think I have to figure out, am I just going to vote the way I want to vote? Or am I going to vote trying to like correct for other things or whatever? (laughs) So I don't know. Well, So that's what that was the prompt for my question of like what was wrong with the previous way, which I you know based on your description of it, I can understand that, but it's almost like a process that it already took people so long to get around to actually doing. Just seems like a little bit more. It's like a it's from it, from my perspective, it's like another barrier or hurdle to get people to actually do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that it is not saying that, you know, people won't show up. Um, obviously we saw, you know, November, you know, was, was a crazy situation. It could be the same, you know, we could see similar things happen, um, for here in New York city, but yeah, I, I'm just so indifferent, not indifferent, I guess indifferent is what I'm looking for. I'm just so like, I'm not like necessarily against it or for it. The ranked choice voting is just it's very much just like, was it this? Ne- I don't know if like, is it necessary? Like, is this just like, you yeah. know what I mean? No, I agree. I'm sort of like, this is gonna like, this might be one of those things that was like good in theory, yeah. but in practice, like was, didn't do what it intended to do. And 
maybe wasn't any better than the other thing, which was actually, if you think about it, just in terms of like uh, rolling it out or doing it, it's a lot easier to walk in and vote for one person than exactly. it is to walk in and try to rank. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see because I'm not convinced yet, but I'm open to seeing like, does this actually do what we like people thought it might do? Yeah. Yeah. And I admittedly have to, um, I need to research more on um, all of the other 18,000 positions <laughs> that are up as well, oh particularly the um, borough presidents. Um, Cause I've been seeing a lot of those campaigns going around too. And I will admittedly, like, I, it's just like, I need to, I need to like take a deep dive and to see who's being, who's up for what, what they stand mm-hmm. for and what I, what even, what what am I even voting on this go round like holistically and who's on there and everything? So I have my work cut out for me, but for it'll sure. be interesting to see how this turns out. Like the ranked choice voting turns out, and then a part of me is just like, do we need to do this 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 election? Like right after the pandemic? Like do we need to do that this time? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot at stake right now. I know. I feel I could be wrong, but I feel like we voted on this before the pandemic like in an election so I feel like had we known I we probably would have been like let's just like save this because we had a lot we need to like figure out here but for all, I don't know I'm very like I just can I just say something petty yeah I was literally about to be like am I gonna just say this petty thing that I'm thinking about no you go you go no, first no, no, no you no, go no, first no. I want to work off on you go work off I'm so curious where you were going to go with it. Go ahead. <laughs> when I tell you it's so petty and it is just nonsensical, like whatever. But if I see that commercial with Andrew Yang on that damn roller coaster talking about. <laughs> I have not seen this, but I need to Google it like right away. Roller coaster. I'm Andrew Yang and I'm voting literally on a roller coaster. I'm Andrew Yang and I'm voting <laughs> and you need to vote. What? Do you think this is a game? What are you doing? <laughs> you don't get your ass off that damn ride oh and get down God. here and try to really make some change. Like, I'm what if, sure what it's the, the roller coaster at Coney Island too. Like y'all just like all of the just like all of it. Oh no, my God. I I mean so that's I mean I just I feel like listen. He has taken universal basic income from being a super far lefty thing to being something like he's done some stuff. I, I, I'm not taking that away from him. And the more that I read, not even about mm-hmm. him, but the more that I read things he has said, the more mm-hmm. that I watch video, the more that I've watched debates and things, the more that I am like, what? Mm-hmm. I feel like he is con- the, he is talking about an idea of New York that I'm like, yep. what are you talking about? <laughs> it's out of touch in a way that isn't about like, oh, he's like rich and out of touch. It's not that kind of out of touch. It's a different kind of out of touch that I'm very confused about. And I get very concerned. And he's not the only candidate that has done this, but they are talking so much about quality of life. And you know that quality of life is code for policing and for things like that. And and I I mean, that's kind of the reason I really feel like I have to put my as my top person, because Mm -hmm. I actually think that as much as we have seen movement on, um, you know, taking money from and not that we've seen a ton of movement, but just even like literally people going into the streets and saying, this is something that we want. We want more money in our co- in communities, like just seeing more people talking about that. Obviously there are people who have been talking about that for a very long time. I think that when in New York city, when we start talking about quality of life, that means we are heading into a situation where we are going to start seeing more policing, yep. quote unquote, cleaning up the streets Um, things like that. And so if we don't have someone who is actively trying to at least keep things as they are, we're going to start seeing it go back the other way. And I'm like, not only is that just like, not what we would like to see, I think after the past year, but also like this shit just doesn't work. Here's the thing. It's also just on a practical level. 
if if all these quote unquote crimes have been increasing in the past year with the amount of damn money we are putting into the police, why would we think more of them would make it better? It's just like, it's on a practical level, doesn't make any damn sense. Like, can we try th other things? We've that's been the basic trying, concept. Right, like that's not even about like, do, how do you feel about police? That's just like, why would you keep putting money into something that isn't working? And it of course isn't working because like, people are having mental health issues. People don't have homes, people don't have food. Like, it's yep. so basic. But anyway, sorry, I could that could be a whole other side thing. But the yeah. point is, is that even when I hear like with Andrew Yang, when I hear him talk about it, he he was talking about it like what was important was the people who are coming into a neighborhood. Yep, because because that's what that's what's important to him. Right, and I'm that like, his I don't give a base. shit. I understand yep. we have a tourism industry. I understand that that's part of our economy. I understand that's something you take into account as a mayor. That should not be the basic thing that you should be looking at. You need to be looking at what actually is happening in, to the people who are living in the communities. How do we make things better for them? That's maybe what I mean by out of touch is that I know he is from New York and I know he grew up here. And I often feel like he's talking like someone who isn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. to be clear, not in a way that's like, you cannot grow up in New York and talk like a New York, like you're from New York. Like you can, you can become a New Yorker. New York is a place people can come in, become New Yorkers. We're inclusive. You know what I mean? It's like it's for everybody. But I'm often like, like well, you sound like you're a tourist almost. Well, I mean, I and I mean, this is I will fully admit this is my you know projection of my just intolerance of just like extremely wealthy people and how they live in different worlds. But I think I also think like. He is. He he he's probably not talking for, like someone who is actually from here, because to be honest, he probably doesn't even know the plight of the average New Yorker or the plight of a person who is just trying to make ends meet or who has been priced out of two apartments because of the core base or whoever his folks are have been moving into freaking Mott Haven and trying to call it Sobro. You know, you spend X amount of time and I'm not. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Andrew Yang, what he has done the good things he has been able to do, the attention he has been able to um, shed light on, different things that folks have been fighting up for and, and trying to raise for a long time. I'm not taking that away from him, but I just feel like that disconnection that you're feeling, you just talked about, I've heard a lot of people say that, and I think it's, I'm making, this is just my assumption, but it's like when you spend so much time away from being on the ground and being amongst the people, that is what's going to naturally happen. And again, I don't know this man from, what did Kiki Palmer say? I don't know this man. I could see him walking on the yeah. street and I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> okay. So I'm, you know, I'm not trying to slander anybody. I'm not trying to tell you to go one way or another, but what I do know from a basic concept, just a base level, when you begin to lose touch from being on the ground with the people, that is what you start sounding like. You start sounding disconnected because you are disconnected. So therefore for me, just like on a base level, like you're not even saying things that connect the dots for me as someone who, and I'm not saying I'm out here like a freedom fighter on the ground, but my line of work, I, I do know what's going on in the community. I do know what a lot of the challenges are and what you're saying is not representative of that. Mm -hmm. um, and not only what you're saying is not representative of that, what you're saying literally has nothing to even do with a lot of the challenges that I'm seeing on a day-to-day -day basis that people are like fighting for. So I'm just like, if the people are out here telling you what they need and what they're hoping to see and what they're hoping to fight for, and you're not saying anything, not even like a sliver of what's reflective in that, like, I don't, what do you, it's like, yeah, I'm good. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway. No, I'm with you. I really, um, I was, I was, I was not happy that Scott Stringer is like pretty much out at this point. I think he, um, I don't know that he would have ended up being at the top of my ranking or anything, but he would have been in there. You know, he's just, he's pretty progressive, but also has a lot of experience, which to me is like, which Maya does too. Like I, you know, yeah. but, um, I think to me, something that I didn't realize was super important until recently. So two things. Mm -hmm. One is that, like, before, and this is my own opinion, before de Blasio was elected, I would have said that having a politician in the office 
was like not important. Like I was always like, we don't need politicians. Like we need people who like just stand for. Why you, you know, sound blah, like that blah, commercial? Because <laughs> you know that's how it's like. That's how we all sound. We're like, we don't need politicians. Here's the thing I realized: you need your elected officials to be politicians because a lot of their job is figuring out how to make a lot of people who don't agree mm-hmm. on things come to compromises and. Mm-hmm. Granted, there are certain things you may not want them to or they shouldn't compromise on, on, but there are a lot of things they're going to have to. It just, it it is, is. that's the job. The problem is when you get someone who doesn't really know how to do that, you notice it. We saw it with Bill de Blasio. I used to say, like, he somehow had people on all sides of arguments disliking him. (laughs) Nonprofits didn't like him. Businesses didn't (laughs) like him. Cops didn't like him. And to people who were against the cops didn't like him. Like, it was like, it, it, he wasn't even hitting one side of the arguments. And and then he didn't get along, him and Cuomo didn't get along, which I'm not blaming just on de Blasio. That's right. like both, you know, they, they both got their things. But, I mean, yeah. But it was like, oh my God, like, what? Everybody is mad at this man. Because <laughs> like, he's a hot ass mess. I was like, get me a politician, please. Because the other thing is like, I do think part of being an elected official, and everyone always says this this is a bad thing where they're like, well, what are the dealings you're doing behind the scenes? And it's like, I want you to do a lot of your stuff behind the scenes. I don't mean seedy, like gross deal, but like, no, I don't want to live in an era where I have to follow everything that you're doing Mm -hmm. every day because you're not getting it done. Because we know Mm -hmm. as working people, when you're doing your job well, People shouldn't really notice. Things should just be fucking working. And I don't mean it as business as usual because I think like you and I have been very clear that we don't want to just go back to the way things were. So there is going to be some change and like quote unquote upheaval and transition and all of that. But okay, they have to have some political savvy. And the other thing is I personally want somebody who understands how the New York City government works already. Having prior government experience for me is very important right now. This city, this is one of the biggest city governments, if not the biggest city government in the entire country. It is archaic in a lot of ways, but we are a very progressed city compared to many other places in the country. Mm -hmm. But it's a behemoth Mm -hmm. and it moves slowly and it has a lot of agencies and like someone just needs to know how this works because we need someone who can walk in and be like, Let's figure out what we're going to do now because we have a lot we need to recover from and figure it out. So I need a little political savvy. I need some government experience and I need some policies at growth personally. I know nobody's going to be 100% for me, you know, like for everything that I, but like those are things that I didn't know were important to me until I was like, watch them not work. And then I was like, oh, okay, got it. That's important stuff. Sorry, that's yeah. my little. That's my little. No, I love on, it. On leadership in the city, so I love it. No, I love it, and I think you're. You know, I'm obviously biased, but I, I think you're spot on. I think, you know, when people say, "I," how do I say? I just feel like when we are voting, we have to remember that one person is not going to solve any of the issues. However that one person should be able to navigate the issues and be able to understand how we can work towards solving the issues um, in the way that works best for the city or the state or the you know country or whatever. And I think you hit a, you hit a good point of saying like, you know, we do need a politician because I always think about, I don't always think about, but I'll liken it to like, you know, my roles professionally that I've had. And, you know, even the ones I've had now of like, I've always been in roles where minimum to to do my job correctly, a minimum of about five different stakeholders at all times, right? So at, at any given time, no matter what I'm working on, I need to be sure that five different people in five different coming from five different places um, and five different lenses and have five different needs are happy with what I am giving them their piece of whatever we're working on together. So I, I think about like as a mayor or just like as any like, you know, politician candidate or whatever, like times that by, I don't know, 
200,000, right? <laughs> and like thinking about all the stakeholders and all the pieces that need to be put together and you're 100% right. Like I think about how hard it is or how challenging it can be for me with like those, you know, for example, five different stakeholders at any given time. So the person who is in this role does need to be able to navigate. They do need to have some savvy. Like they do need to like have some savvy, but you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. do need to be savvy. Um, they, they, they need to have some finesse. Like I always say, I know that's not like the technical term, but I always say like it, it takes finesse. Like you, it takes some finesse to be able to say, okay, I know you're coming to me with X. I am able to give you Y and Z and maybe like X down the line if we get the Y and Z right, but you'll get this today and that maybe like in a year or two or whatever. Like it takes some, it takes skills to be able to do that. And, you know, we need somebody specifically for New York City who can do that. And while I'm on my little soapbox, I'm just rambling now, but while I'm on my soapbox, I know this is like, such a huge 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 issue somebody has to get up in here and fix these schools like i i just the the new york city department of education like emma and i know i'm preaching to the choir here but oh my god like what i will never get over honestly in my lifetime will not get over the fact that the pandemic shut schools down we had a once in a lifetime opportunity to rethink education in New York City and did absolutely nothing. And not only did absolutely nothing to, to change the system, but also like students fell farther and farther Girl. behind and didn't have access to anything. And like, I just, I cannot believe that we squandered that. Op- I mean, I probably shouldn't be surprised, but we squandered the opportunity to rethink our education system in the city and didn't just didn't. It's man, like, and these babies, like, I just think about these babies and I think about, you know, everything from everything from with the pandemic and what that shed light on and how, you know, for, for whatever reason, we didn't have the, the funds or the resources or the logistics to be able to send these kids tablets or to, to, to even know that if X amount of students are in transitional housing or may not have permanent housing, hmm, they may not have Wi-Fi. Hmm, they may not have... Ta- like, like, how, like, I just... I think about the schools that I've gone to for different, you know, reasons around, you know, for the past couple of past few years for, you know, events or, you know, projects or whatever. And how like we couldn't even literally you would go to like drink, get some water, fill your water bottle up in the fountain and the teacher stopping you and saying, no, 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 you you can't. That that water is not clean. You can't drink out of that. Like I'm just all of these pieces of the school system in this city that I have seen over the past few years. And I'm just like. I know it's a big thing to tackle. And I know that just even me saying it is like, oh, girl, somebody has got to figure it out. These babies deserve more. And I say babies from four years old to 18 years old. These kids deserve better. They deserve better. And it it is a shame that all of the wealth in this country, these kids are going to public school in New York City and don't have clean water to drink and don't have like teachers that that give a damn or have 35 kids per class like this is crazy like better they deserve better and somebody needs to believe that they deserve better enough to actually invest the time and the resources to figure out what the hell is going on to do something about it i just don't understand our lack of vision our lack of creativity our lack of like doing shit that's hard and that is unpopular like why do we and and the fact that this was it what like hopefully we're not having another pandemic for another 100 plus years in our or at least not in our lifetime this was the time to do the thing and make the big change because if there was a time for major change this was it. And that's what I was just about to say. I could yep. just be, you know, again, it's like you said, I'm on the soapbox. Like, it's just, it's so, it's like deeply upsetting that we continue, we just continue to talk about shit. And even on here, mm-hmm. like, we're talking about stuff. Like, I get it, but also, like, we don't work in the DOE. I'm also not getting not, paid. To- <laughs> right. Like, <this> is not, <laughs> we have other jobs where we're trying to make change and do things, but. It's just like, how many times are we going to talk about these things? How many studies do we need to do? 
How many more academic? Like, I don't want to see another study talking about inequity. Like, address it. I know I'm just kind of like saying, can we do this? Can we do that? I understand that I am not an expertise in, you know, citywide education rollout plans. I'm not saying I am. But what I am saying is that, and I'll leave it alone, but this really just, when when everything broke off with the pandemic and, the, and you know, it started coming out about all the, all these children who were just not able to even go to school because they didn't have internet. How, how is New York City? Next, the next mayor, whoever you are, this is a question to you. How in the world is New York City going to be home to all of these internet companies, all of these big tech companies, all of these just, all of these companies that would not be running without the internet or like literally created the internet, enhanced the internet. And children are living in places that do not have internet access. Like I, I just... I just need us to do a little bit of critical thinking and understand and like care about something more than just getting big businesses to New York City or getting them tax breaks or it looks good to have all of these big companies in New York City. What about the people of New York City that this is affecting? Because the amount of money that it would take, just going on my same example, the amount of money that it would take to provide free, actual free and not just free Wi-Fi, free functional Wi-Fi, free functional 4G, whatever, 5G, whatever it is for people to actually do work. The amount that it would take to make sure that was consistently free for all is a drop in the bucket to the amount of money that these big companies are making off of the people of this city and taking their homes and exploiting their labor and, 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 and. So I just, you know, I, I just, what is the breaking point? What is the, because clearly the highlighting of kids not even having internet to go to school wasn't enough for it to, 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 for it to be, you know, a problem. So like, what is the breaking point? Uh, you know, I, I could sit here and yell about it all night, but it's just like, it's, it's just frustrating. It's infuriating. Cause it's just like, come on, man. Like we can do better. We can, we can do better. We know we can. I mean, that's, I think why we get so frustrated is this is not all, it's not for lack of, information it's not for lack of resources it's just lack of will to do it and i don't and mean it's hard. Will, like of course but it's like we do hard shit all the time well this is know. about the mayoral race so <laughs> <laughs> but you know what these are these are issues in new york city right now and i think when we first started the, the episode you know we talked about the lenses in which we are looking through looking at this through and and we kind of went on our little soapboxes and tangents, but this just gives you, gives you all an idea of just kind of where we're coming from. And like, you know, it, it's more than just, not to say that anything is more important than anything else, but it's more than just about like, you know, taxing and, you know, rates and all these things like that. Like people's actual lives mm-hmm. are at stake here. Right. So, you know, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll finish up by saying this, like, you know, so considering everything that we just talked about, like whoever is coming in here to try to be mayor, I need them to maybe not be thinking exactly like us or exactly like me or, you know, care exactly about the things that I care about so deeply. But I need those to those things to at least be on your radar and you actually understand what the problems are. Yeah. Um. All right. So before we wrap up, I think we just want to mention a couple of the other races that are going on. Um, I think one that is really important, um, but that you and I cannot vote in is the Manhattan District Attorney. So this is the person who oversees all of the criminal prosecution in Manhattan. Um, And so if you are somebody who uh, feels strongly about the Well, you can call it the criminal justice system. Other people call it the criminal punishment system. We could go with either of those. I mean, someone made made a really good case where they were like, it's not really just, I, you know, I don't think it's very just, it's kind of just a punishment system. So I call it a criminal punishment system. I mean, anyway, so, um, so that's a really important one. Um, we have the, uh, the borough presidents, like you mentioned, we have the public advocates. Um, So the public advocate is an important one because um, among the other things that they do, they're also the person who um, steps in if the mayor 
can't perform their duties. So oh, I don't know if I do that. Yeah, if something were <laughs> to be real. I don't know if I. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's the backup person. Um, so that's basically like the vice mayor. I mean, they don't actually function as the vice mayor the way the vice president does for right. the president, but like. I don't know if that person has to like go into surgery or something happens, public advocate steps in. So that's, that's an important one. Then we have the comptroller, um, which is a little more like fiscal um, focused. Um, but obviously that's important given all of the financial challenges we're having. And then we have five city council seats up for election. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are two year, like usually it's a four year, but they're two years. So a lot of them are going to be up for re-election again in two years. So yeah, it's a it's a busy it's a busy year, um, but this keeps going. There's a couple of resources, so we'll post a bunch of videos that explain like what the roles are. Um, we'll also post stuff on ranked choice voting, um, and then we'll also post a link to um, be able to see your ballot. So they'll it's a website that will show you like when you walk in, mm. you live. Here's what your ballot will look like. So you That's can great. actually get a view in advance and see what's on there if you're not totally sure. Um, and then not be a little familiar with the actual ballot when you get there. All right, y'all. Well, we just wanted to, you know, really take some time and um, kind of talk about what we're considering and kind of the lenses that we're looking through um, when thinking about the mayoral race here in New York City, um, just as well as all of the other elections that are going on in the city, too. Um, and whether or not you live in New York City, honestly, you can be having these same conversations. You can kind of be thinking about, okay, in your local city or your area, state, whatever, whatever elections are going on um, in the near future, like, what do I care about the most? So thinking less about, you know, what the campaign commercials are telling me and, you know, the articles I'm reading, but what do I care most about um, in my city, in my neighborhood, in my state? Um, and how is, how are those candidates aligning with that? So Really just wanted to get on today to spark thought, share some of our thoughts and where we're coming from and, you know, what we're hoping to achieve by, by participating and voting in the next few weeks um, in efforts that it would inspire you and um, hope that you will, too. So with that, we will go ahead and close it out for today. As always, feel free to reach out to us with any questions, comments, um, ideas for episodes. Um, we're on Instagram at community.pod. Also, community.pod at Gmail. And yeah, I think that's it. Bye, everyone. We will um, talk to you in July. Happy voting. Happy uh, Pride. Happy Pride. All right, y'all. We'll have a wonderful rest of the month. We'll be back here in July. And yeah, take care.